You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. And welcome into another edition. It's the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Ryan Horvat, Cody Decker, we're back. And we got actual games to preview, games to recap. It was a busy weekend. It was, I'm not going to lie, man, that was opening day, opening weekend. It was everything that I wanted. Everything that, it, built, it lived up to the hype. That's all I'll say. So let's start with, you know what, let's start with my Chicago Cubs, Cody, because the first episode of the podcast this season, and by the way, find the podcast, BetMGM. MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Give us a five-star review, a nice little comment, review rate, all that fun stuff, wherever you find your podcast. But let's start with that Brewers-Cubs series because... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I made my World Series prediction, my pick, and I went with the Milwaukee Brewers. They dropped their first two games. Corbin Burns gets a little roughed up on opening day. Brandon Woodruff did not have his best stuff. They steal one on Sunday. But uh, I saw a clip. You were on 670 The Score with Dan Bernstein, and you think the Cubs... The, the Cubs could uh, the Cubs could be not a contender, but you think that they could be a decent baseball team this yeah, year. Yeah, I think they can compete. Let's be real clear. Okay. I do think I do think that the the six seventy the score social media team was a little generous in clipping <laughs> out my exact words because I definitely said this is a team that can compete in this NL Central. In that this NL Central is terrible, and this team is not nearly as bad as one we thought or two or B or however you want to say it is advertised. This team really is not bad. This has a good offense, a decent pitching staff, but at the end of the day, this team will get exposed by teams like the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Padres, but they will not be exposed by the Brewers. They will not be exposed by the Cardinals and they won't be exposed by anyone else in the NL central. Cause again, the NL central sucks. No, it really does. And, you know, I mean, the Cardinals opening day, opening weekend, they look pretty good offensively. I still do have some concerns about their pitching rotation. Yeah, let's be real clear, Ryan. I was on BetMGM tonight with you the other night, and you were saying how good the Cardinals looked, and we were both kind of trashing the Cardinals last week. Trashing's a little bit harsh, but we were not on the Cardinals, and we were talking about it on BetMGM tonight, how great they looked. Who are they playing? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. So that's a that's about that's like me playing against like my four year old cousin. No, the Pirates are going to be terrible. The Pirates may actually be worse than I expected, and I did place a small little wager on them to have the worst record in Major League Baseball. With my only concern being the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. but the Pirates are bad, man. Uh, going back to that series really quick, we did talk about Rookie of the Year. We both went with Suzuki as our pick, and I mean he lived up to the hype. He got on base. He hit his first homer at Wrigley Field. I'll, I'll say, like, Hendricks looked really good opening day. Um, Stroman, you know, he only went five innings. He looked pretty good for the Cubs. 
I'm with you. I think they could win 75, 76 games. How concerned should I be about the Milwaukee Brewers? Because it's just the opening series. I know, but Corbin Burns didn't have his best stuff. Brandon Woodruff didn't have his best stuff. Freddie Peralta uh, on Sunday didn't have his best stuff, but they still picked up the victory. I'm more concerned about the lineup, man. Like, they didn't get any younger. I love Andrew McCutcheon, but you look at the bats in that lineup, you look at, you know, is Christian Yelich going to finally have that bounce back season? I think my worry for my World Series prediction with the Brewers is just, are they going to be able to manufacture enough runs? Yeah, you know, we talked about the Cardinals not liking the Cardinals. Cardinals lineup is far and away better than the Brewers lineup. The lineup in the Brewers, like you said, is old, but their pitching staff is really great. Obviously faltering this first weekend, not what you expected out of Corbin Burns, certainly not what you expected out of Woodruff. We know what they are, though, that Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta is arguably the best three-handed monster in Major League Baseball right now. But look throughout the league this last weekend. We had a fun weekend of baseball, but there weren't a whole lot of aces that looked like aces. Really, only two guys who were aces of the their staff looked like aces, and that was on the south side of Chicago in Lucas Giolito and over in San Diego with you, Darvish. Not to mention, um, Hendricks pitched one hell of a game on uh, the north side of Chicago as well for the Cubs. Is there is there a reason to be worried about the Brewers? No, they're going to win this division probably by five to ten games, but I would be worried about this team when it comes to October. They're not going to make it out of the first round. What was your biggest takeaway from the weekend? For me, really quickly, it's just the Blue Jays might break the record for most home runs hit in the season. They're ridiculous, man. I mean, they're going to be a lot of fun. I'm a little worried about the Angels. I'm not going to overreact to one, you know, one weekend or the opening weekend for them. But uh, what would you say your biggest takeaway this weekend was? Uh, I had a couple of takeaways, and amazingly, they were all on the American League side. Uh, of course, yeah. the Dodgers dropped two to the Rockies. We're not going to see a whole lot of that taking place this year. The Dodgers are going to win plenty. But one thing I was really excited to see – the Mariners on the road. This team, I think, is real. This team looks ready to go. They're young, they're exciting, and they're fun to watch. The other two teams that I've been pumping up all offseason long, the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. I dig these teams. The Tigers are going to be a bit of a problem, a bit of a headache for a couple teams, and not only the AL Central, but the rest of the American League at, at large, man. This team ain't bad, not to mention the White Sox are just a juggernaut, and that is with starting the season without Lance Lynn. That is without with losing Lucas Giolito after that fifth inning, after he looked incredible, paying everybody with right-on-right changeups. not to mention Dylan Cease, man, the other day looking like an ace himself. Yeah. Dude, the White Sox are for real. That All the hype for them is real as it should be and the other one that I'm really excited about another team that I feel like nobody's talking about that they should be because they keep winning the AL East the Tampa Bay Rays ain't going anywhere I know they played the Baltimore Orioles but they played the Baltimore Orioles and made the Baltimore Orioles look exactly what they are the Baltimore Orioles a couple things there. So completely with you on the White Sox. Saw everything I wanted to see with Kopech because like I'm not going to – he's going to be on a pitch count. He's not going to go seven, eight innings this season, but that's what they need. And I feel like the White Sox, we're getting good prices on them, man. I know they were playing Detroit, and I know Detroit's a really trendy, popular pick in Las Vegas right now. But if we're going to get the Sox minus 135, minus 140 with Cease on the mound, with Kopech on the mound, that's going to be a bet I'll make all season long, especially against lefties, man. The White Sox are going to continue to crush lefties. It was great to see Tim Anderson back in the lineup. Yes. They're, they're going to be just great. And then the other team, I'll go to the National League. The Philadelphia Phillies are a lot of fun. Love the Nick Castellanos MVP pick from you. Yep. Um, I'm playing Schwarber to hit a home run tonight. We're getting a three to one price, so you they look would. really good right you, now. You love your home run props. We're going to definitely be talking about that later on, home run props for this today and later on in the series. But on top of that, another team. You mentioned the National League and a team that excited you. The Phillies are on my list, as are yeah. the Mets. The Miami Marlins 
are on my list. You got to watch this team. They really took it to San Francisco. They dropped two or three in San Francisco, but they fought them hard all the way through. They're young, they're dynamic, and might be a team we're not talking about enough in the NL East. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I do think they're going to play spoiler for somebody that is. No, I completely agree. Love the rotation. Love the first, you know, the first three guys in that rotation. Rodgers went yesterday. I was actually on them all three games. And like you said, they uh, dropped two of those, but they're going to be a team I'm looking out for. Who's your early season, early week, first week of the season MVP? Um, uh, as a they, team or player is my question. Let's go. Let's go player. Just like what player impressed you the most this week? Um, listen, I, I don't want to sit here and pump up your hometown team, but I'm actually going to say Seiya Suzuki, and here's why. Um, it wasn't the fact that he went three for eight with a home run in his first home run. It was also the three walks that caught my eye. And this guy's coming in with quite a bit of hype. You know, he was a superstar over in Japan. We saw, yeah. we see superstars come over from Japan all the time, and they usually play pretty well, but they normally don't come out the gate looking great. They usually struggle for a little bit. We saw it with Otani. Even Matsui wasn't a superstar on day one. He became one. The only one that really showed up on day one as sold was Ichiro Suzuki, who literally walked out and be like, yeah. Yeah. I'm literally the greatest player alive, and you're all going to see. We heard it about, uh, obviously, Shohei Otani, but it took us a couple years to get there. Suzuki, I think, is ready to go now. He's a star, and I'm re looking really forward to seeing what he does on the north side. So really excited for him. Another name that pops up, Bobby Witt Jr., another guy yeah. with just the amount of hype through the roof on his shoulders, and he's living up to every single one of them so far. It's an exciting year of baseball, but man, you can really throw a rock and pick a lot of MVPs. Dylan Cease might even crack my list. He caved up a storm the other day for the White Sox. Yeah, I can't wait to continue to play those strikeout props all season long with him. Five and a half, six and a half. I'll pay the juice. For me, I'm going to go Matt Olson just because my concern with the Braves, man, was just Freddie Freeman was so important, obviously, to that organization. Great pickup for the Dodgers, but Matt Olson. What a way to start the year. He's got eight hits already. He's hitting 571, which is fifth in the entire league, which it's the first week. But still, he looks really good. And then uh, Nolan Arenado, man, we were talking about the Cardinals. And again, they were playing against the Pirates, but he had seven runs batted in already. Anthony Rizzo looks pretty good. He's got six RBIs already. And then we got to talk about Buxton because he's got three homers already this season. And I think the Twins might be a surprise team. I mean, three homers, four RBIs. The White Sox are going to win that division. But I could see them winning 84, 85 games, Minnesota, that is. I'd see three teams could actually. You know, we've been spending so much time hyping up the AL East, AL East, yeah. AL East. And we just are not paying attention to how good the AL Central currently is. And I know it's not top to bottom incredible because you do have the Guardians who are not going to be very good this year. And the Royals are getting better, but they're going to be a sub-500 team, even though I do like this team and all the moves that they've been making. But yeah, this is three teams that I really think can compete and be real good. You mentioned the Twins, obviously the White Sox, and the Detroit Tigers, who we already talked about, is kind of becoming Vegas darlings right now. But let's be real clear. You and me were on them first. I want everyone to have that on the record. We have not been quiet about how much we like Detroit. Everyone else said we were crazy. We were first. Exactly. Anything else you want to hit on before we uh, hit a break and then talk about our picks for the series we got coming up this week? You know, real quick, we do have a couple of holdover games from the last series before we go into this week's series. You want to touch on those maybe for real quick? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Well, we got Pittsburgh and St. Louis. Thompson on the mound versus Hudson. Listen. 
We just talked about St. Louis and their offensive juggernaut against the worst team ever. What do you got? I'm taking the over, which is currently set at eight runs at minus 110. You better believe I'm taking that over. Every over has been hit in this series. And I also like the cards on the run line, surprisingly only at plus 110. You're getting plus money on the run line in this game? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm also going with the over in this game. In fact, I played that right away this morning, first thing I did when I woke up, because like you said, like the Pirates offense was finally able to get some stuff going on Sunday, and you know they were terrible at the dish the first two games. St. Louis completely shut them down. I think I don't love the matchup going against Hudson, who's finally healthy, but I do like the over. Like you said, tons of runs have been scored in this series, and I was looking at some props, Nolan Arenado, but I'm just going to play the total in the game, and I'm with you with the uh, Cardinals on the run line. I don't, are you, are I don't think surprised? the Pirates are going to win many games. I want nothing to do with touching the money line at uh, minus 195, though. I'm really having trouble understanding how this run line was set at plus money, though. This team is lost by four runs every game in the series. It's obvious not only if this team loses, they're going to lose by more than one run. So the fact that you're getting plus money on that is pretty mind-boggling to me, but I will take it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, look at this Look at this lineup for Pittsburgh. And, like, no offense to any of these guys. Half of these guys were in Milwaukee, I feel like, last year. You got Vogelbach, who I do like. You got Ben Gamble. But Ben Gamble is your everyday starting leadoff, man. You look at St. Louis's lineup, they're going with Carlson today, Goldschmidt, O'Neill, who's having a ridiculous start to the season. He's already homered. He's hitting 444. Nolan Arenado, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going with the Cardinals on the money line, or yeah. on the run line, and we're getting Re- plus money. Real right. surprised by that 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 line right there being plus money. Pretty crazy to me. Cleveland at Kansas City, Savali uh, versus Hernandez. Listen, I mentioned that I don't really love either of these teams. I like the yeah. Royals a little bit more. They are playing at Kansas City, and basically the odds are borderline even. Um, I'm taking Hernandez, Kansas City at home, minus 110. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go the same way, man. You know, Savali, since that rookie season, what was that, in 2019, he struggled. You know, his strikeout rate has dipped a little bit. I think Kansas City is going to be a sneaky team this year. Now, I don't think they're going to contend, but I think they could play spoiler. So I'm going to go with the uh, Royals in this one as well. I like it. And one more game at a holdover from this last weekend. We got the Seattle Mariners, a team I'm really high on. My current futures pick for the AL West. Currently sitting at plus 450, by the way, on that AL West. Take a look at those lines as the season goes forward. I do love the Mariners a lot. They are currently still one more game in Minnesota. They got Chris Flexen on the mound facing Bundy. Currently, they have the Mariners at uh, plus 110 underdogs. So they're not huge underdogs, but I also like Chris Flexen. I doubted Chris Flexen last year a little bit. He's an ex-teammate of mine. He's really grown as a pitcher. I, I like I like my Mariners as 110 underdogs, man. I love that we're getting I love that we're getting plus money with Seattle. This is probably my favorite bet of the day. This is another one that I did place. Uh, they're a team I'm going to be backing all season long, especially when we're getting plus money. And I, I Flexen's coming off a great year. He really proved me wrong as well. He looked great. And then Dylan Bundy had a rare quality season back in 2020. But other than that, man, it's always fade Dylan Bundy for me. Yep. So it's Seattle or nothing in this spot. Yeah, I dig that. I love that. And plus, again, Mariners plus 110 underdogs. I don't think you're going to see a lot of it this year. 
No, I think they're going to be favored in most of these matchups. So we're getting plus money. Let's take it. Let's move on. We'll take a look at what we got coming up the rest of the week. We'll take a look at some of these series and uh, get some picks. And it's the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Ryan Horvath, Cody Decker here on Odyssey.